Hello and welcome, everybody, to another episode of Last Week in Quantum. I'm your host, self-proclaimed Silicon Valley marketing genius, Joe Roth. This is the show where we review the news in the world of quantum computing and its impacts on the world in cybersecurity, AI, and more. With us to discuss, as always, this week is Brandon Dennis, Director of Operations, and Jackson DeWitt, Quantum Research Analyst from QSecure. Welcome to you both. Thank you, Bill. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Bill. Lots of great news, as everyone can see in the show notes on uh, from uh, Quantum from our Crackerjack research staff. Um, this week we have stories on quantum computing um, and post-quantum computing, ML and uh, kind of an ML and quantum tie-up, and some standards, news, and more. Oh, let's get started by talking to our experts. So as I said, there was some reporting around the Quantum's arms race. Brandon, tell us about it. We have the race toward quantum advantage. This is out of semiengineering.com. Pulled a quote from IBM uh, keynote speech at Design Automation Conference, uh, Heike Real. Apologies if I... Uh, mispronounce that name, but uh, fellow and head scientist for quantum and information technologies at IBM. Uh, out of that presentation, Heike said, quantum computers exist, but in a very early phase. And we are now at the stage where we can develop a quantum computing roadmap. This will lead us toward the quantum advantage. And we're not there yet, but the quantum advantage is when a quantum computer can compute a task, which classical computers cannot do or can demonstrate the quantum advantage where they calculate things faster, more precisely, or with less energy. Jackson, yeah. and this has a lot of implications. And what's important to understand here is that quantum computers, they exist. They've been invented. They're out there. They're operational already. They're just at an early stage. So what's happening now is people are creating timelines in which there are multiple things at the end of these timelines, uh, innovations in machine learning and artificial intelligence and simulation and physics and chemistry. So these timelines are what we are now able to create and work towards the end of. And that is the race that is upon us now. Ah, excellent. So last week we had a story about how quantum might be taking a little bit of the air out of the ML balloon, but some great uh, uh, kind of reporting this week on how machine learning is help is being paired with quantum computing to help improve algorithms and results. Brandon, tell us about it. Yeah, out of quantummagazine.org, machine learning aids classical modeling of quantum systems. The quote is, understanding the quantum universe is not an easy thing. Intuitive notions of space and time break down in the tiny realm of subatomic physics, allowing for behavior that seems to our macro sensibilities downright weird. Uh, quantum computers should allow us to harness this strangeness. Such machines could theore theoretically explore molecular interactions to create new drugs and materials. Perhaps most important, the world itself is built upon this quantum universe. And if we want to understand how it works, we probably need quantum tools. Really good article there. Uh, you can check it out in the comments. Sounds uh, really brain bending. Uh, our... Uh... Third piece was about uh, NIST. NIST had some um, news and there was some reporting around NIST relative to kind of timelines and things like that around quantum. Tell us a little bit more. 
Yeah, the nlstore.com blog. <clears throat> uh, reporting on the news that NIST announced the 2024 timeline for first standardized post-quantum cryptography algorithms. Really thought it was interesting how they focused on the terminology of post-quantum. Um, the quote was, doesn't the term post-quantum cryptography mean that you don't need to have it in place until quantum computers are commercially available? In all caps, no. The name post-quantum cryptography is a bit of a misnomer. Experts, oh. within, uh, experts within the industry use other names for post-quantum cryptography interchangeably, such as quantum-resistant cryptography and quantum-safe cryptography. Uh, Jackson, post-quantum does not mean wait till uh, for a quantum computer to implement. Is that right? No, that, that is correct in saying that is it's a misleading phrase because there's two main things to understand as to why this is a pro, this is a, a concept of today rather than post-quantum or in the future. Mainly, um, one uh, thing is that you th people think that you need to use post or quantum technology to secure uh, to encrypt these um, data to encrypt this data, and that's not the case. We don't use post-quantum. We don't use quantum technology. We can encrypt it with technology of today. And that's important because there's something called a store now decrypt later attack in which co uh, countries, companies, anyone can store data that's currently encrypted with the intention of decrypting it later once post-quantum is a reality. So our data is being attacked by the post-quantum of the future today. So it's not a, it's not a post-quantum problem. It's a, it's a now problem. Well said. Excellent. Well, folks, if uh, you want to read more about the topics that we've discussed today, check the show notes, check the comments of wherever you're seeing this hosted. And uh, if you'd like to join our weekly mailing list to get more information on this news summary, you can go to qsecure.com slash contact dash us. And now words from our sponsor. This show has been brought to you by QSecure. QSecure, your quantum security problem solved. Do you know that bad actors and nation states are collecting your encrypted data so they can decrypt it when a large enough quantum computer comes around? Jackson just told us about that. QSecure, in fact, can help you with that. For more information, check out QSecure.com or call us at 650-356-8001. That's Q-U-S-E-C-U-R-E.com. That's right. QSecure.com, 650-356-8001. That's all for the, today's show. I'm your host, Bill Roth, and with us this week has been Brandon Dennis, Director of Operations, and the always avuncular Jackson DeWitt, who's our quantum research analyst. Thanks to you both. Thanks, Bill. Thank you. The show has been produced by Ms. Trina Mabunai. Our managing director is Mr. Paul Fuchner. The show was written by Brandon and myself. Our chief researcher is Ms. Jenna Mitchell. And our boss and founder is Rebecca Crosshammer. We'll see you next week on Last Week in Quantum. Thanks. <laughs>